Maybe you thought the rioting and the protests had stopped because it hasn't really dominated the news cycle. But I assure you, it's not stopped at all. Maybe it's toned down a bit. Maybe there's not mass looting like we saw at the beginning of the month. But the protests in many places have not stopped. The other day, there were riots in Wisconsin. A Democratic state senator was brutally beaten. Wisconsin is now activating its National Guard. In D.C., there have been ongoing riots attempting to tear down historical monuments on federal property. The army has now activated 400 guard troops to protect monuments in Washington, D.C. And over in Portland, four consecutive weeks of protests have not stopped. These are still going on. People are still tearing down statues. It has not stopped. But the news is slowly being dominated by talk about coronavirus again. That seems to be the big push that all these people are making. But I'm telling you now, the system is broken. I am not confident in how we pull out of this. And if we are able, if we are able to pull out of this tailspin, everything seems to be falling apart. Nothing makes sense. People don't even know what's true anymore. Should we be wearing masks? Should we not wear masks? Well, I guess now we're wearing masks, right? Are the lockdowns helping or hurting? We don't know. Are, are, are large gatherings good or bad? We honestly don't know. Is the media lying? Well, that we do know. The answer is yes. This is how bad it's getting. We know for a fact that contact tracers were not asking about George Floyd protests. And now the media is using it to claim the protests are not increasing COVID. This is why I believe we are headed on a, it's a one-way track, man. It's a one-way track. Will there be a civil war? Honestly, I, it's, I, I, I don't want to make the, a hard yes prediction, but I'm hearing from so many people that yes, we're on that track. Now, some people comment and say, Tim, you're much too pessimistic. Dude, I'm just listening to the experts on this one. And maybe these conversations are, are hurting or I, I have no idea. All I can do is tell you what I see and how I feel about it. And I'll tell you what, man, it's freaking me out. The media cannot go on lying. The hypocrisy is insane. They told us that those that opposed the lockdown were spreading COVID and they were killing grandma. Now they're telling us they won't actually track the, 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 the George Floyd protests. And now they're telling us because of that, there's no uptick because of the George Floyd protests enough. The system doesn't make sense anymore. And now they're rioting. You want to know why they're rioting? In Wisconsin, a man entered a restaurant with a megaphone and a baseball bat, and he was preaching about how Jesus wasn't actually white, among other things, threatening people. So the police arrested him. Because of this, two or 300 people showed up and started destroying things, tearing down statues, and they beat up a Wisconsin state senator, a Democrat. They tore down a statue of an abolitionist. Nothing makes sense. And when they did, what do we hear from at least some media outlets? This is an Australian uh, outlet who said anti-racism protesters mistakenly topple statue of U.S. anti-slavery leader Hegg. Charleston's Calhoun statue removed after 16 hours. I'm going to tell you this right now, guys. Ladies and gentlemen, I should say. It doesn't seem like anyone's really winning. It just seems like everything's falling apart. Because I can show you some stories where the, the statues are coming down. They're, they're taking them down. And if the protesters can't do it, the city just does it for them. And I'm not talking about slave owners. I'm talking about historical figures in general. These statues will come down whether or not people are screaming against it. In Philadelphia, where people came out and protested against this, they actually still took down the statues. But what about on the other side? 
as they call for abolishing police, we're getting the same. We're, we're, gonna, we're seeing the problems they face. Seattle's Chaz is in chaos. Multiple businesses are now filing suit against the city. And in Minneapolis, where they've called to disband the police, a massive homeless camp has emerged. So I'm not going to sit here and pretend one side is winning necessarily. It does seem like the left is gaining way more ground, censoring speech, banning books and movies, etc. But the reality is, maybe they are winning. Maybe the, the goal of the, the, the chaos is part of what they want because our system is breaking down. The images of our, of our founding fathers, even abolitionists being torn from their bases and people in media are too stupid to realize they're doing this, saying they're tearing down slave owners. No, I'm sorry. Abolitionists were the opposite, but they're tearing them down too. massive homeless camps, Seattle's Chaz, all just chaos. And it's what the left has been creating. Maybe that's what they want. Maybe there's no real goal. Maybe they're just burning everything down. Well, we recently heard from a Black Lives Matter leader that if the system doesn't give them what they want, they'll burn it down and make a new one. So maybe they're not talking literally, although sometimes they are. Maybe that's their goal. They want to abolish police, not because they believe in reform or fixing the problem. They want to destroy it. Well, let's just get started with the news before I keep ranting. Let's talk about what's going on with the National Guard deployment in now two different jurisdictions last night. Before we get started, head over to TimCast.com slash donate if you'd like to support my work. There's many ways you can give. I got a P.O. box right there at the bottom. Send me stuff. I really appreciate it. But the best thing you can do is actually share this video. Uh, and for this one, look, I know it's hard to break echo chamber bubbles, but m- many people may not, might not realize the National Guard has now been deployed in two different areas again. This, it's, it's, it's just not, it, it may be slowed down a little bit, but the riots are picking back up. People are still protesting. And now we have National Guard deployments. It is still happening. And it's not leading with a lot of news companies because these news outlets are chasing after a hot news cycle. Whatever the big wave is, they want to surf that wave. And right now, the resurgence of COVID is is hot. They're getting a lot of clicks. So they're not talking about the riots anymore. Well, then these people continue to do so unless people stand up and point it out. So please consider sharing if you'd like to support my channel. Otherwise, hit the subscribe button, the like button, the notification bell. Let's read from PBS. Wisconsin's governor activated the National Guard on Wednesday to protect state properties after a night of violence that included the toppling of two statues outside the state capitol, one of which commemorated an abolitionist Civil War hero. This makes me so incredibly angry. Protesters also attacked a state senator, threw a Molotov cocktail into a government building, and attempted to break into the Capitol Tuesday night, only to be repelled by pepper spray from police stationed inside. The violence broke out as a group of 200 to 300 people protested the arrest of a black man who shouted at restaurant customers through a megaphone while carrying a baseball bat. You can't even enforce your own laws. When Donald Trump tweeted that he will not allow an autonomous zone set up in D.C., Twitter took his tweet. Well, they censored it. They put a they put a block over it, stopping people from engaging with it in a certain capacity and making it harder to see unless you clicked a certain button. Trump in no way broke the rules by saying we will enforce the law. But that's the game. It doesn't matter if you enforce the law. If you tell the mob to stop, they will come for you because they have infiltrated social or they've developed social media. They own it. And that's where we're at. Governor Tony Evers, who toured the damage and said the violence was in stark contrast to earlier peaceful protests, said he was activating the National Guard to make sure people can exercise their First Amendment rights while ensuring the safety of members of the public and the state buildings and infrastructure. If your goal was to advance social justice and policing reforms in the state of Wisconsin and making sure systemic racism is a thing of the past, you failed. 
Republican state lawmakers and other others faulted Evers and Madison's Democratic mayor for not moving more quickly on Tuesday to quell the violence. The mob has become very bold, said Madison Alderman Paul Skidmore. They see they can get away with a little and they inch forward more and more. Downtown Madison is a battle zone right now, and I fear for my city. And they beat up, they beat up a Democratic state senator. So let's just jump to the end on this one, because I want to show you the next story. They say, Robert Bohan owns August, a clothing store that was looted during the first night of protests. Uh, Bowen, who is white, has boarded up his windows like many other merchants. He said he didn't know what to expect in the coming days. Everyone is probably a little frustrated. Merchants feel they don't have support from the cops. They feel threatened and feel like their livelihoods are in jeopardy and they don't trust the government. This just scratches the surface of what our black friends and colleagues go through on a daily basis. Bend that knee, you pathetic, pathetic man. They destroyed your business and you can't call it out, can you? No, no, you're on their side, right? Bend your knees, live on your knees. This country is full of pathetic people. I hate to say it, but it's true. My respect to the people who are standing up for themselves, calling out what needs to be called out and defending our constitutional rights. But too many of too many people in this country have become comfortable and complacent. And so even though their businesses are being burned to the ground and their windows shattered, they still bend the knee. They drop to their knees and they cry and they beg, please, I'll do whatever you want. Pathetic cowards. The army has activated 400 guard troops to protect monuments in Washington, D.C., They say Interior Secretary David Bernhardt uh, requested the guardsmen to bolster the National Park Police. The guardsmen were posted in an armory awaiting directions for when and where they will be used. Some guardsmen who were mobilized weeks ago had transitioned back to supporting efforts to fight the coronavirus pandemic, but will now return to the civil disturbance mission. The troops may carry face shields for personal protection, but did not have tear gas or pepper spray as of Wednesday afternoon. Clapper said, uh, Clapper said, U.S. Marshals were similarly told Wednesday they should prepare to help protect national monuments across the country, according to an email directive vowed viewed by The Washington Post. Demonstrators in Washington and other cities have targeted statues and monuments in recent weeks. This we understand. Trump said Tuesday that protesters would be met with serious force. He also threatened them with 10 years in prison. They say, uh, at one point, more than 1,200 D.C. guardsmen were mobilized in response to civil unrest in the capital. Several states contributed forces for a high water mark of more than 5,000 the weekend of June 6th. The National Guard has struggled to reconcile its image, blah, blah, blah. I don't care about that. Uh, well, that's, that's the gist of the National Guard story. In Portland, I think the headline gives you most of what you need to know. They've not stopped protesting, but to be fair, it's Portland. Portland is a wacky and weird place. So I think you understand what Portland is. But I highlight this just to show you that the protests in general have not stopped. They're not as crazy as they were. They certainly are occupying the Chaz, but they haven't stopped. In, in Madison, Wisconsin, they tore down an abolitionist. And what does the media do? Well, at least this one outlet sings their praises. It was an accident. Where, where, where are all these lefty publications to condemn the tearing down of an abolitionist? I follow many of them. I don't see it. I follow many of these personalities. Mum's the word. Now, I talk about, listen, I've routinely said, the Confederate uh, statues should come down and be placed in, in, in a museum, and we should put a plaque in its place explaining what we did and why. That's my personal opinion. So I am in agreement with taking these things down. I am not in agreement with tearing down abolitionists and Civil War heroes. So the people who have come out from the left and said, tear down the Confederates, 
Where are they now? They're tearing down the abolitionists. That was the lie. They claim they just want to get rid of negative things, bad things like slavery. That's not true. They are trying to destroy. That's it. I don't even want to tell you what they want to destroy. They just want to destroy things. Many of them want to destroy American history, period, regardless of what it was. But many of them just want to destroy. Well, I'm sorry. But even when you stand up for your, for your statues, you still lose. Philadelphia announces plan to remove Columbus statue after repeated violence at, at Marconi Plaza. They win. That's it. Armed locals came out to defend this statue. And the left still came out, so the city sided with the left. There was no vote. They're just getting rid of Christopher Columbus. That's not democracy. That's mob rule. Why would anyone want to live in these places? I'm not going to live in Philadelphia. New Jersey is, 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 is horrifying. The governors here are horrifying. And our constitutional rights are being destroyed. They're being trampled on. And the rule of law is effectively over at this point. Like I mentioned, morality policing is here. They're arresting some people and not others. They're telling some people that you can go out and protest, and they're lying in the press. Welcome to fundamentalist, fanaticist rule. Listen, we are entering now this period where we can see the double standard in law enforcement. You thought it was bad when they censored you just on social media. Congratulations. The police in these big cities, spineless cowards, have no problem enforcing unconstitutional edict against you, and they will. And they will take down your statues because there's nothing anyone is, is able to do to stop them. They won. Maybe if the Republicans win everything in November, this might stop. I don't know for sure. Maybe if conservatives actually got out and moderates and started protesting peacefully, this might stop. I don't know for sure. What I can tell you is the left is the only one doing it and they're winning everything. Now we're going to see something very interesting. They argued for a long time that social media companies that were censoring people were just private platforms. The, the people who run these platforms were lying to Congress and the, uh, to, to the House and the Senate. And we know for a fact they're lying thanks to Project Veritas uh, le- uh, um, whistleblowers. And, and what happens? Nothing. It's been over and over again. Nothing changes. Soon, I believe we'll start seeing the government overtly censor. They already are, right? When they tell you you can't go to church, they're violating the First Amendment. Then when the Black Lives Matter protesters go out and they say it's okay, they're violating the First Amendment. Now the left just shuts up, shuts up and doesn't say anything at all. You want to talk about my private platform. Let's talk about actually suspending the civil rights of particular ideological groups, conservative, moderate, Americans, whatever you want to call them, nationalists. You, are, you have all had your rights suspended. Christians, Jews, all of your rights have been suspended. They'll weld shut your parks. They'll tell you you can't go to church. They'll tell you you can't go to funerals. You can't get a wedding. But Black Lives Matter can. Now we're hearing that Mayor Bill de Blasio is going to paint Black Lives Matter in front of Trump Tower, uh, Trump Hotel or something, something like that. Pull it up. You have to fact check, fact check me on that. What, 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 uh, fact check the details on that one. That's also a violation of the First Amendment. The government is now openly endorsing a political ideology while suppressing the rights of other people. Well, welcome to the fundamentalist government. That's it. We're, we're now under fanaticist rule. So how does that change? I honestly don't know. Vote, get out and vote because this is your uh, this is your moment. You have to get out and vote and send a message. But it's more than that. You've got to you've got to speak up. You've got to defend yourself. You can't just sit back and laugh along with the mob. And they do. Look, you can argue the left is getting some comeuppance in Minneapolis. 
which vowed not to call the police after George Floyd's death, are struggling with a massive homeless camp. I don't think the left is losing. I think the chaos, the calamity, the collapse is all a part of what they want. I've heard them say this. I have, I have embedded with these people from the, from the ashes of the old, we will build anew. That's what they think. Let it all burn down. And then after everything's destroyed, they can start to fight over the rubble, but at least they'll be on top. That's what they're doing over in the Chaz. Seattle businesses are now filing a lawsuit. But guess what? In this lawsuit, the Chaz businesses defend the protests, just like we saw with the story over in Madison. These weak and pathetic people will complain about their businesses, but defend the protesters. No, I'm sorry. Good. I'm glad. I'm glad. Okay. If you don't have a spine, if you can't stand up for yourself, then why should I do it for you? If your business was ransacked and looted, I want law enforcement to protect you. I want them to figure out who did it. But if you come out and praise the protesters, praise them saying these poor people, that's okay. Well, that's consent. They say silence is consent. I don't like that. It's not. Okay. But you are abstaining from the vote. But I'll tell you what, these Seattle businesses that defended the protesters, they consented to everything that happened around them. Sorry, you did. You straight up said, we don't want to, we, we, we like their message. We like their protests. We're just mad that the police weren't here. No, 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 no. Full stop. If the protesters, as you want to call them, smashed out your windows and then you come outside and clap, they did a good job. Okay. So you, you're fine. You've consented to your windows being smashed out. Am I supposed to get mad for you? No, I'm not gonna. Now this is the best. This is the funny part. The Seattle business is filing a lawsuit complaining the police abandoned them and, and now there's no foot traffic and they're struggling and they're failing. Dude, in the first paragraph of, of the lawsuit, they say, we, we do not want to present a counter message. We like what the protesters are saying. We respect their protest and their participation. Full stop. I'm done. If I'm a judge, I throw it out. You just consented. You want to issue praise for these people? Then what are you complaining about? Don't complain to me if you like what they're doing. I'm not, it's, it's, it's the most annoying thing. It's, it's like, you want to pretend to be the cool parent. Don't, don't get mad at me. I'm not the one who's saying you can't go to your friend's house. That's your mom. No, dude, you did this. Okay. You don't want to be looked at as the nasty naysayers because you don't want cancel culture to come out for you, to, to, to come for you and try and take your job and hurt your business. You don't deserve your business. If you want to praise the mob, congratulations. They'll, this is, this is, this is, this is what happens. So now it's, it's, it's effectively anything pro-America bad. And that's, that's what's going to happen. Now in, in DC, Trump has full control. So we'll see what happens. But he's being, uh, he, Donald Trump is under fire because he wants to go to Mount Rushmore. How silly is this? Now they're worried there. It's a dry season and there could be a fire started by fireworks. But you know what, man? South Dakota has done a pretty good job. Donald Trump can do what he wants at Mount Rushmore. This is America. But they certainly would like to change that. Here's a story that I can't get into the full details. But a couple of police officers were fired after they were accidentally recorded and they said extremely horrifying things, really, really racist and horrifying things. But what I'm trying to highlight just here is one thing they said, a civil war is coming. That's what they said in their conversation. And they talked about how they were going to do really, really horrifying things. So I'm not going to I'm not going to read too much in that story because uh, I'll, 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 I'll save it for probably around six. Maybe we'll talk about it tonight on the IRL podcast. But I only wanted to highlight 
within this conversation of these two horrifyingly racist police officers, they believe that a civil war is coming. And that's the issue. The media is lying. The protesters are engaging in destruction of our history, American history. The police officers, uh, comedians, professors, they're all saying the same thing. Civil war. You've got this boogaloo boys thing. These people who are apparently talking about a coming civil war. And what is anyone doing to stop it? Nothing. It's just getting worse. The media is lying and spitting in our faces. I mean, I showed you this, but check this out. The city.nyc. NYC COVID-19 contact tracers not asking about George Floyd protest participation, despite fears of new virus wave. So that's it. They're lying in our faces. Politico today, New York City reports no protest related upticks in COVID-19. That's how the game is played. So they'll tell you we have to have mail-in voting. Why? Well, my opinion has always been that they want to increase voter turnout. And by making it easier to vote, they'll win. Recently, I received a mail-in ballot for someone who doesn't live in my house. I don't know why. I received a letter for me requesting an application for a mail-in ballot. So how is it the person who doesn't live here got one? No idea. In Patterson, New Jersey, mass voter fraud. They want to cancel the election. Okay. So right now, they're saying because of COVID, we need mail-in voting. And there's already been a lot of problems popping up. They want mail-in voting because people could get sick. Then they go out and protest. We watch them protest. They tell us we can't go to church. We can't go open our businesses. We can't go to funerals. We can't mourn the loss of loved ones, or we can't see the birth of, of new children. But they'll allow the protests. They'll then rig the game. The game was rigged from the get-go, man. They will then tell you, Straight up, we're not going to test whether or not protests had anything to do with this. That way, a week later, they can say, no evidence the protest had anything to do with it. You see, you see how the, the clever wording here is? Reports, no protest-related upticks. Now, it's fair to say that they haven't seen a major spike in New York City, and that's the argument they use. It could be that the numbers would have dropped dramatically if not for these protests, but they will lie to you. And here's what I can conclude. The National Guard has been deployed. The protests haven't stopped. They're not going to stop. I think they're going to continue. And I think they're going to continue well into November. If people wouldn't show up to Donald Trump's rally because of a fear of COVID or because of riots, then maybe mail-in ballots are the right way to go. Maybe that's going to help them out. And maybe what we're seeing is actually somehow a net benefit to Trump. The ongoing riots, the mistrust of media, it's going to be a big boon for Donald Trump. If as long as you have these riots, you will see more people shift to the Republican Party, to the law and order candidate specifically. That's data we've seen over and over again. It's good news for Donald Trump. What's not good news is that people are scared to show up because of the riots. So the Democrats push for mail-in ballots. This could be all in all a net positive for Trump. More people are scared of the riots and want to vote for a law and order candidate. Too scared to go out and vote are given mail-in ballots. And that's why I think there's a good reason to suggest Donald Trump might actually win come November. But I'm not confident. I, don't, I know the media lies. I'm, I'm showing you right now the media and the politicians lying. But maybe, maybe it's all wrong again. I honestly just don't know. I really, really don't. I know that they're still tearing down statues and nothing is being done about it. 
Well, the National Guard came out in two places, so maybe that will be a good start. Donald Trump said he's going to go after these people, so maybe that's a good start. But I honestly, just can't, I, can't, I can't be sure about what's going to happen. Of course, you'll see the left try and take the titles of videos and their speculation and argue they know exactly what my opinion is asserting. They don't. They don't watch my content. But maybe, maybe things will be okay. Maybe this is just getting bad because we're, we're a couple months out from an election. And then even, even under Trump, things have been crazy. But who knows? Who knows? Maybe we shouldn't be too pessimistic. Maybe things will be okay because there's, you know, there's a chance. I do think the only way to stop the destruction of our culture and our rights is if the Republicans win and, and dominate everything. I'm not confident, though. I view the Republicans very, very, very negatively. The, the only reason I say this is because the Democrats are complicit. They've bent the knee. The only hope, I guess, is Republicans. But I'll, I'll be honest with you. I, I don't see a good reason to actually vote for them because they've done nothing. We'll see how things play out. Hopefully the National Guard deployment stops the destruction of statues, but I'll leave it there. Next segment's coming up at 6 p.m. and I will see you all then. Oh, that's it. YouTube.com slash TimCastNews at 6 p.m. I'll see you then. So it would seem that this is the end of Chaz. Local businesses are filing a lawsuit against the city because the police have effectively abandoned them. Now, the funny thing about this lawsuit is that they're still for some reason, bending the knee to the protesters saying, we're not speaking out against the protesters. We're just upset with the city. And this is funny because we were told over and over again that they actually love the, 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 the domestic terror zone. This story from the Daily Beast, local businesses love the domestic terror zone in Seattle, actually. What the story actually is, is the obvious businesses willing to go on the record praising the unrest, because the other businesses know that if they speak out against it, they'll have their windows smashed. This is your new reality. If you want to challenge what these people are doing, they will target you. So you don't speak up. Well, I think that's a bit cowardly. And the people who are filing this lawsuit are also, in my opinion, very cowardly. Because then the only thing that happens is the businesses that like what's going on will say it's great. And then the media will write all these articles saying it's great. And then no one has any idea that you are suffering. Well, if you don't stand up for yourself, don't expect other people to step up for you. So here's the story. Capitol Hill businesses sue Seattle over handling of chop zone. Dozens of Seattle businesses claimed in the suit the city's policies have effectively authorized the actions of the chop participants. King Five reports. A collection of Seattle businesses, property owners and residents is suing the city over its tolerance of an occupied protest zone, saying officials have been complicit in depriving them of their rights to their property. The plaintiffs, including a tattoo parlor and an auto repair shop, emphasized in the lawsuit filed Wednesday that they were not trying to undermine the anti-police brutality or Black Lives Matter messaging of the Capitol Hill occupied protest. In other words, please don't smash our windows, but we need to do something. Nah, you know what, man? I get it. But you need to stand up to the people who are doing this to you. It's such a pathetic, pathetic move to be like, it's the city's fault that we won't defend ourselves. The city should have done it for us so we could cower in the corner. Maybe if you all got out of your stores and said F off, people would actually start listening. Now, I'm going to read you this story, but I want to show you this clip here posted by Mr. Ian Miles Chong. In this video, for, for obvious reasons, I can't play the full thing. We see a man who has had enough. He quite literally begins flipping the tables. It's an excellent metaphor. There you can see him about to flip one of the chaz tables. He's grabbing barricades, lifting them over his head, throwing them into the, into the tents and the gazebos. He's had enough. 
And he says, F y'all time to go home. And he flips several of their tables over. Well, there you go, man. This is somebody who's willing to stand up to the mob, to their faces, destroy the barricades and to flip the tables. It's an excellent, it's, it's, it's an excellent uh, metaphor, I guess, analogy. It's just, it's very symbolic. If you know that, you know, you know about the flipping the tables, right? Of course you do. If you don't Google it, (laughs) here's what they say. This lawsuit is about the constitutional and other legal rights of plaintiff, plaintiffs, businesses, employees, and residents in and around CHOP, which have been overrun by the city of Seattle's unprecedented decision to abandon and close off an entire city neighborhood, leaving it unchecked by the police, unserved by fire and emergency health services, and inaccessible to the public at large. The city's decision has subjected businesses, employees, and residents to that neighborhood to extensive property damage, public safety dangers, and an inability to use and access their properties. Are the poor, are the poor cowards trying to uh, act like the protesters have no responsibility, but then clearly pointing out it's the protesters doing it all? Look, I understand why they are suing the city. I get it. I get it, right? The, the city should have come in and cleared out the protests. Jenny Durkin is an, is an insane individual who allowed this to go on for too long. And now you have four shootings in three days. That's on you. A lot of people wondered why that would be. And I'll, I'll, I'll mention in a second, but I want to stress business owners, you spoke up and said nothing when they were putting out propaganda to act like this was a favorable thing that everybody liked. The public opinion was positive for the Chaz. You said nothing. They, in, the, in this story from the Daily Beast, one of the, the author of which frequently lies, they say, a few unnamed businesses were apparently un, uh, upset. Here's what they write. Seattle police circulated their own talking points about Chaz. We've heard anecdotally reports of citizens and businesses being asked to pay a fee to operate within this area. Assistant Chief of Police Deanna Nolette said on, on Wednesday, this is the crime of extortion. If anyone has been subjected to this, we need to, we need them to call 911. They then go on to say, without evidence, not only is that not true, local business owner Gay Gilmore told the Daily Beast, but some businesses told the Daily Beast, but some businesses are actually opening to protesters for the first time. And then you see how they played this game. Not only is that not true, local business owner says, how would one local business owner know if other people have been victimized unless he went and talked to literally every single one? If people are telling the police it's happening, and so they're hearing reports, but they need an official confirmation via a 911 call or a police report, then it stands to reason it's probably happening. You see, I'm not going to make the assumption the police are just making this up. I would like to see evidence it's actually happening. But I think the, the simple solution here and the plausible solution or what's likely is that out of the 56 or so businesses, one of them had problems. At least one of them can tell people, people complain about it. The cops hear about it and say, hey, bring it to us. So they find one business owner who doesn't know what these other businesses are doing, isn't talking to them. And this one business owner says, oh, no, 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 it's not happening. Here's what they say. Not only is it not true, blah, blah, blah. Rumors that businesses have actually been tithed or taxed by autonomous zone are absurd, said Gilmore, who owns the Optimism Brewing Company with her husband. No one is doing that here. I have no idea where that idea came from. And I'm in contact with lots of businesses who are in the air in, in the neighborhood. Lots of businesses. What is lots? Four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. It's certainly not 56, is it? That's how many people are. I, I, did they mention that's 56? Here's what we have. 50. Uh, I'm sorry. It's a 56 page. Okay, I was wrong. It wasn't 56 people. It's uh, it is all of these businesses. We have, we have it. So we have Hunter Capital. We have Liquor and Wine. 
Uh, SRJ. It, okay, this is a lot. This is more than a dozen. How many? How many people are in this complaint? This is huge. So it's not. It's a fifty-six page thing. But anyway, you get my point. You get this propaganda coming out, arguing this. The few concrete claims of discomfort stem from a Seattle Post intelligencer article that cites unnamed businesses worried about safety and reports of at least one person carrying a gun on the scene. And they go on to say, Washington is an open carry state, although Seattle banned weapons in an emergency order on May 30th, blah, blah. The Seattle Times traced the extortion rumors to a fringe Canadian blog that focuses almost pathologically on overheated fears about leftist activists, blah, blah, blah. I don't care. Look, okay. I think it's fair to say we have very little evidence of the extortion claims. I think it's fair to say that it's a highly contentious area and there have been shootings and people are quite upset about it. I think it's absurd for the Daily Beast to write that they actually love it. The business, local businesses love the domestic terror zone, actually. That's not news. You found, you found a couple people to back up your claims that it's actually all good and everybody loves it when in reality they're suing. When in reality, dudes are literally flipping tables. So please spare me the BS. But that's what the leftist media does. I'll tell you what, man. So long as people are not willing to stand up for themselves, this is what you will get. And you'll be confused by it. You'll be sitting in your home wondering why it is the media says the bad things happening to you are actually good. That's what I was explaining the other day, right? Andrew Cuomo, governor of New York, looks out his window. Figuratively, figuratively, of course. And he sees roving bands destroying everything. And then he sees regular, uh, everyone else is just sitting around giving a thumbs up with a smile on their face. And he goes, okay, that's what people want, right? The people sitting there shaking with a smile on their face and a thumbs up are too scared to speak out because the mob will come and throw bricks through their windows. Or in one instance, they throw a fire, an explosive of some kind from a a firework, commercial grade, through someone's window. Nobody will speak up. Okay, well, listen, if you refuse to live on your feet, then, uh, then uh, I'm sorry, if you refuse to, to stand on your feet, then don't be surprised when you live on your knees, okay? If you won't take the risk required to defend your freedom and to make the demands you need to make to live peacefully, then don't be surprised when the authoritarian mobs put you on your knees and abuse you and beat you. That's why I have very little respect for the people filing this lawsuit. Because the opening thing in it is they say, the right of free speech to peaceably assemble are enshrined in our constitution. I can't even read this fake, this, this waste of a page. People are expressing their rights, blah, blah, blah. And specifically plaintiffs support the free speech rights of many of those who have gathered in the Capitol Hill, the chop zone. Okay. You know what I, you know what I would say if I was a judge? Okay. Case dismissed. I'm sorry. You can't support the protests. Say you don't, do not want to undermine them and then get upset that the city has responded based on your view. Sorry. Sorry, businesses. I can respect that they, they're unhappy. I can also respect that they're scared. No, I'm done with cowards. I am done. If you refuse to stand up for yourself, don't expect someone else to do it. Don't try to use an administrative process to deal with the fact that you don't like what these people are doing. How about you say, we wholeheartedly condemn the people who have wreaked havoc on our community. They have, dis- they have d- vandalized our businesses. They have hurt our loved ones. They have damaged our homes. They have shot each other on, on multiple occasions, now f- uh, four times. And the police need to come in and take this area back. Instead, they go, we actually really like what everyone is doing. We love the free speech. We are just mad that the city also likes what they're doing and also respects free speech. Doesn't work that way. We'll see what happens. But I think they seriously undermine themselves. Look at this. The lawsuit does not seek to undermine CHOP participants' message or prevent a counter message. Rather, this lawsuit is about the constitutional and other legal rights of plaintiffs businesses, employees, and residents in and around CHOP, which have been overrun by the city of Seattle's unprecedented decision 
to abandon and close off an entire city neighborhood, <laughs> leaving it unchecked by the police, unserved by fire and emergency health services, and inaccessible to the public at large. How dare you? You know what? I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm going to say I'm, I'm on the side of the Chaz people right now. I am 100%. You know why? How could they come out and say, we support the Chaz protesters who literally set up barricades and blocked off streets and then actually write, it's the city that did it. You pathetic cowards. Go outside your business and say GTFO. Go to the other businesses and start tearing down the barricades. Because I'll tell you what, man, this dude done did it. This guy right here, you can see him grabbing the barricades. This dude's had enough. He's taking them and he's throwing them. And he says, go the F home. Time for y'all to go the F home. Something like that. Now, this guy, this guy I respect. Just like they did, where they grabbed barricades and set them up in the street without the rights or authority. He, without the rights or authority, removed those barricades. Now, dare I say, I could argue he has the right to do so because the law supports him. You can't set up barricades in the street. You can't shut down my neighborhood. You can't shut down my business. So he walks up, flips some tables, throws the barricades and says, enough. And they just watch and they're like, what are you doing, man? Like, what's up, bro? Why are you doing it? Because the only reason people tolerate you is because they fear you. Now, you know what? Obviously, I'm not really on the side of the Chaz people to an extent. I actually am. You have a right to to free speech and all that stuff. And I'll respect that. But you do not have a right to do what they're doing. I don't live there. Okay, so I'm not going to show up and I'm not going to flip tables and throw barricades. But I'm also not going to sit back as these people try and claim that they can simultaneously support what the protesters have done, barricading off their businesses, and then blame the city for it. I think you're all to blame, every single one of you. The, the, the mayor won't take action. I don't know why. This is what I was going to mention earlier. Some people think she was trying to bait Trump. I don't, I don't know about all that, right? But it does seem like she, this, this thing happens, and then you have the governor and the mayor basically doing nothing. Donald Trump says, take care of it. They say no. And a lot of people think that it was bait, that Donald Trump would then sweep in with the military, the Insurrection Act, and they would all go, oh, no, Trump's a dictator. Oh, no. And he didn't do it. He's like, hey, it's your city, man. You do what you want. And now the businesses are complaining. They're mad at the mayor. I think the mayor's in trouble. I think she, people are going to be really, really mad at her over this. But think about how pathetic and spineless Americans have become. And I really mean it. I'm sorry, man. Look, I love this country, this constitution, the founding fathers, and there are a lot of great Americans still today fighting. And, and, and to be fair on both sides, listen, you could disagree with the left. You can disagree with the Chaz people, but think about the brazen, the, 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 the attitude, the uh, man, the presumption. These people showed up and seized this territory. How many conservatives have done anything like that? Now, listen, I understand because conservatives like this country, they, they don't want to go out and take over city blocks. I'm not specifically talking about taking over a city block. I think that's ridiculous and stupid. I don't mind occupation style protests in parks and stuff like that. But shutting down, you know, creating an autonomous zone and kicking the cops out. Look, if you want to set up a block party festival, I'm actually really, really OK with that, too. So long as the cops and the fire department are still you know, active in the area. But think about what moderates and conservatives have done for the most part. Have they in any way stood up at all to things like this, to guard statues? For the most part, no. Some have. But compared to the left, it is microscopic. 40,000 people showed up in Boston to protest that guy Vashiva, I think his name was. They called him a Nazi. 40,000. I think that's the number. It was a massive aerial crowd. And they fought with cops. I'll tell you what, man. 
You can insult the left all you want. You can call them soy boys and frail and pathetic. And I think these are, are apt in many ways. A lot of these Antifa guys are scrawny and whiny and they're having temper tantrums. They never worked a day in their life and they're from uppity suburbs. But I'll tell you what, that temper tantrum, well, it's also the demand, the entitlement. And you can say these are bad things, but they're winning. They're, I mean, they are. These business owners think they're going to win with a lawsuit. Let me, let me explain something to you, Seattle business owners. Do you think that if the city actually does lose, that will change anything with the Chaz? No, they're not all of a sudden going to send the cops in because they already gave up. The protesters of Chaz, the rioters, the the insurrectionists, whatever you want to call them, they've taken your territory and you have done nothing to defend it. So, so listen, when the police back off, when the city says we're not going anywhere near it, you don't get to complain that you like what they're doing, but you want the city to come back. No. The responsibility is yours to, at the very least, move the barricades, stand out in front of your businesses, put up signs saying, get out. You are destroying what I have built and all that stuff. If you don't have the spine to actually do it, don't expect anyone else to do it. This is, you know what, man, this is a perfect example of of what's wrong with, with the left in general. The Chaz is leftist, entitled. They say, we're going to make an autonomous zone and take this over because we don't care about anyone else but ourselves. They say they're taking it back from the city. What they're actually doing is taking it from the people who live there because the city is a community. It's not like you stole the territory from the mayor or the police themselves. The police department is paid for by the city, by the people, by the community, by the taxpayer. So you took it back and they spray painted the people department. You realize cops are civilians like you. Your taxes fund this. They're not the military. Maybe that distinction's fall, you know, falling away because of the way a lot of cops act. Fine. Sure. But listen, These people in these businesses are, in my opinion, the same in many ways as the Chazians or, you know, whatever you want to call them, the the, the Chazistanis or whatever people are referring to to as. They they call it the chop. No, it's Chaz. Chaz is better. Think about the lawsuit here. These people seem to think that they, too, are entitled to everything and responsible for nothing. The business owners are complaining to the city for abandoning them. Look, Look at what they said. Close off an entire city neighborhood, leave it unchecked by the police, unserved by fire and emergency health services, inaccessible to the public at large. That was Chaz. They're the ones who blocked it off, not the police. It's not the police who put up the barricades. So why don't you sue them? Oh, you can't because they have no money. Why don't you condemn them? Oh, you're scared because you're a whiny little coward. Yeah, okay. Your city sucks. The mayor is refusing to do anything about it. The Chaz is taking what they want and the businesses are now complaining to the city. You got, you, got, you got an administrative Mexican standoff. Everybody's pointing at each other, refusing to accept responsibility to stand up to the crowd and say no. On June 8th, the city of Seattle abruptly deserted the Seattle Police Department's East Precinct on the corner of 12th Avenue and East. Yes, because the police had received 12,000 complaints from residents about tear gas. Maybe you should have got out and defended your neighborhood. Maybe you should have linked arms and stood in front of those protesters and said, go home not in my neighborhood. But you didn't do it because you didn't care because it's always someone else's responsibility. Oh, the police should have done it. I shouldn't have to do anything to defend my neighborhood and my livelihood. To an extent, I can respect the arrogance here. You know, we've lived in such comfort for so long that everything is taken for granted. Every, everyone thinks that they're just entitled to everything. They don't have to fight for anything. Well, I'll tell you what, these protesters are fighting for what they want and they won. And now you're complaining well, why weren't you supporting the police? Why didn't you come out with Blue Lives Matter signs? Why didn't you come out and defend those police officers? 
because you just want to have your cake and eat it too. You don't want to get involved, but you want everything given to you. You don't want to speak out against the lunatics taking over the space, but you want the police to protect you. While the police are being attacked and demonized, you won't speak up in support of them, so they leave. And now you're mad they left. It is truly the whiniest and most pathetic thing I have seen. Now, I, 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 okay, fine. The local businesses are finally speaking up and now action needs to be taken. I get it. Okay, good. Then, then go do it. When the city abandoned the precinct, a number of individuals who had been in the area took control of the barriers and used them to block off streets. In the days and weeks after the city abandoned the East Precinct, chat participants have occupied public streets, sidewalks, parks, blah, blah, blah. The city has provided, blah, okay, you know what? I'm not going to read this. We get it. The property owners, businesses, and residents in the area suffer ever-increasing property damage and economic loss every day that CHOP exists in their neighborhood, all because of the city's active support, encouragement, and endorsement of the occupation. In particular, Jenny Durkin has provided the CHOP participants with not just tangible resources, but also a de facto stamp of approval. Her tweets, interviews, and other statements have made it clear the city is fully aware of what's happening, has no plan or timeline for remedying the the ongoing harm, and in fact, view the occupation of Capitol Hill as something uh, akin to a perpetual block party. They do. You know why? Because you didn't go outside and say no. So all the city knew was that people liked what was happening. It was fun. It was a summer of love. Well, now people have been shot several times, you know, multiple shootings in a few days. And when are you going to actually condemn these protesters? What did they say in the very first page? The rights of free speech. We do not seek to undermine CHOP participants' message or present a counter message. Well, their message is, do you know what their message is? They're decolonizing Seattle. So either you're morons or you're cowards. Decolonize. That's what they're talking about doing. They're taking the autonomous zone, not because they want a block party. They're doing it because they're, they're tearing down statues and histories of the United States. They're doing it because they think we're on indigenous land. That's what they say. When they take it back from you, that's their message. They're seizing your resources. Oh, you don't want to undermine that. Okay, well then shut up and bend the knee and let them do their thing. Or you can say we wholeheartedly condemn these people. I get it. Sometimes people are lacking a spine. Well, I'll tell you what, at least you, you finally, finally stood up and filed a lawsuit about it. That I can respect. Okay, fine. But I'll tell you what, this to me, this lawsuit reeks of, of stinky, stinky entitlement that I don't have to speak for myself. I don't have to actually go out and challenge these people. I'm not going to flip any tables. I'm just going to complain that the city won't do it for me. They should go and do it. I shouldn't have to speak up. It should be assumed that everybody knows how I feel. People don't know how you feel until you express yourself. So how about you go out and defend your businesses and tell these people to leave like this dude did? This dude is my new hero. This is my hero of the day. The the table flipping man of Chaz Chop. Flipping the tables. This dude rocks. You know why? He's, He's taking action to stand up for what he believes in, in the face of violence and a mob. There have been multiple shootings in this place. This guy ain't having it. He didn't care. He says enough. And he pulls the barricades, throws them, flips the tables because he's willing to stand up in the face of danger and say, this is what I need. This is what I believe. Now, listen, I will give some respect to the Chazians, to the Chazistanis or whatever. The Antifistanis, whatever. These are people who took what they wanted. And to an extent, I can respect that. No one stood in their way. They fought with the cops. The cops gave up and this, this space became theirs. Hey, they stood up for what they believed in. Now, I think it's stupid and I think it needs to stop. And I think people of Seattle should have done something about it. But hey, out of any group involved, there is only one that actually said we're going to fight for what we believe in. And it was the Chazistanis. 
Now, this guy, too. Now, this is a guy I like because actually more. I don't know what his whole deal is, but I don't like what the Chazestanis are doing. I respect that they have the strength to do it, but I think they're bad. Now, this guy, he has the strength to do it and he's good. He didn't hurt anybody. He, he avoided, you know, he lifted the barrier over, out of the way of the person. I think this guy made the right. Me- it's the right message. Flip over some tables and, and you can argue, but it's property damage and all that stuff. It's, it's people who are occupying, occupying public property without the right to do so. That's very different from throwing a brick through a window. And this guy stood up for himself. So I think the jazz will now start to go away now that we realize there's dozens, a dozen or so businesses that are speaking out finally, although their message is conflicted and pathetic. I'll leave it there. Next video is coming up at 1 p.m. on this channel, and I will see you all then. You know, this uh, latest release from Project Veritas, I, I just can't get myself to get emotional about. I, I, I see the story and I feel nothing. It's an incredibly impressive and amazing piece of journalism. But what I mean is we now have a Facebook whistleblower coming out, showing one straight up, no questions asked. They are literally manipulating the election, period. These people on video are saying outright, we will ban conservatives for things as simple as wearing a MAGA hat to favor the left. It's straight up election interference on a massive scale. And the reason why I can't get, uh, uh, I see the story and I'm like, well, good work, James. Good work, Project Veritas. I'm impressed. But we know, we know, we've known, we know. What is anyone going to do about it? I don't know. Will Ted Cruz hold another hearing? Perhaps. Will that do anything? No, of course not. Will Josh Hawley propose a bill? Perhaps. Will that do anything? Probably not. Nothing will happen. I, I, I don't know what to tell you guys. We know that these social media platforms are outright biased. Right now, Carpe Donctum, the meme smith, is being sued over, a, over fair use. Parents to sue Trump and meme creator Carpe Donctum over a manipulated video of toddlers. It was seriously a fair use satirical piece. That's how broken the system is. You make a video, it's called an edit. It's a normal thing. They'll ban you for it. Facebook, you can't say certain names. You are already living under the boot and Trump can do nothing to stop it. I'm sorry. Trump, in my opinion, is a symbolic victory at this point. Now, the economy did really, really well, but that's not changing the culture revolution. That's not stopping statues from coming down. It's not stopping what's happening in Seattle or these other places or Minneapolis, or it's, it's not stopping anything. So this is what I said of the past several days. I mean, come November, you can go into the voting booth and you can pull the lever for Trump, pull the lever for Republicans, but I don't think anything's going to change. I really, really don't. Here's what I think, to be completely honest. I think Trump can win. I think he's down. I really do. You, 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 the people who are, I, I, for a long time, I thought it was going to be a landslide, but there's a lot of reasons to suggest that bias will hurt you if you're a Trump voter. I think what needs to happen right now has nothing to do with Trump. Trump is a symbolic victory, okay? There's a lot of, there's, there's a lot of important things I think Trump has done. Some things I, I, I'd be critical of, particularly foreign policy, though he's been a lot better than Obama in many ways. I think the Republicans need the House and they need the Senate. That's the important factor here. Of course, with that, you'll probably win the presidency too. And I, and I find myself, you know, surprised to see that I'm saying that because I, I'd been, I was six months ago, I was supporting Democrats. I actually recently uh, donated to Michelle Cruz Cabrera, but that was kind of the last straw for me. And I recently donated to another Republican, uh, uh, to, well, the first time I've, ever, I've donated to a Republican. 
I, I consider myself fairly moderate, but I do think that I often favor the left. And in the past few months, I've sort of drifted away because it, it seems like there, there will be no moderate Democrat who will actually stand up against the culture mob, the, the outrage mob on the left that is destroying our civil liberties and our culture. They're tearing down statues of abolitionists. They're censoring people on Facebook for having the wrong opinions. And these are, this is the antithesis of what it means to be free and what it means to be an American. Right. Let me, let me show you the story because I don't want to bury the, you know, the lead on project on this project Veritas story. This is huge. Another Facebook whistleblower interference on a global level in elections. They say another report demonstrating rampant censorship of conservative content by Facebook content moderators and an interview with the latest insider who experienced it firsthand was released today by the nonprofit media company Project Veritas. Simultaneously, a story has been released by activists showing that Ben Shapiro and the Daily Wire are the one, one of the biggest publishers on Facebook. And that's true, but it's just Ben Shapiro. It's important to point that while Ben Shapiro does a really, really good job, there are a lot of people who have been purged from the platform for their opinions. So it's here's what you have to avoid. You don't want to pretend that conservatives are just outright gone because the left easily rebuts this with but Ben Shapiro. The point I'm making is that conservatives are doing very, very well on the platform, better than the left in some respects, but it's the individuals who are being purged. And this is clever whether it's intentional or not. What I think it is, the moderators are biased, as we've discovered now because of this Project Veritas release. And this is huge. I mean, I'm, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I don't, don't want to downplay this from Veritas. You have a guy on the record showing his face with his name saying, showing video, he recorded video in the company. Probably one of the biggest stories Veritas has ever done, showing outright election manipulation and interference by people who are saying insane things. So check this out over at their website. But when Ben Shapiro does well, it's because he's smart about how he publishes stories. He avoids breaking the rules, but he still gets to express his opinion in certain ways. I, w- I would argue that it's similar to how I function on YouTube. I've been doing very, very well on YouTube. However, there are certain constraints, which means smaller individuals are purged. Smaller news outlets are purged. The people who are smart enough to navigate this properly will succeed, but it's in spite of the algorithm. It's in spite of what's happening. The only way I see this ending, in my opinion, is if the Republicans take the House and the Senate and then and, and they will need the presidency unless they have a supermajority. They need everything because then they can pass 230 reform, Section 230 reform, which it, which would basically make it so that as according to the DOJ, it would help a little bit, not perfectly, but it would help in the sense that these companies wouldn't be able to ban someone unless their post was unlawful. Now, there's a bunch of solutions proposed by people. There's uh, an effort to get people on Parlay, which I use now somewhat. We'll see how it plays out. It's, it's spelled Parler, P-A-R-L-E-R. And a lot of conservatives and Trump supporters have moved there because of the censorship. I'm not sure that's going to do anything other than seed ground to the left on Twitter. But also, it's silly. Why embolden and empower Twitter? Trump needs to get off Twitter and use Parlay because it would force the media to promote Parlay. But if the Republicans can take all three branches, meaning you need literally everyone you know to vote, literally every single person, there's no sitting down, this will be the fight of your lives, then they can pass 230 reform and restore a balanced political discourse on social media. Right now, the people who run it are progressive, so they love that they're being pressured by companies to force these rules, and they can shrug and say, oh, well, we have to do it. This is where it gets bad. 
You are fight the, the, the Republicans, conservatives, and, and moderates who are leaning to the right. You are facing such an uh, uh, extreme uphill battle right now. I'm not entirely convinced Trump is going to win or the Republicans are going to win. And I'm hearing from a lot of people, they think they absolutely will. But I'll tell you this right now, man. When you can't even express your opinion in public, on a public platform, uh, seriously, like even an opinion about immigration, how do you expect to win? If you can't share your ideas with your friends and your family, how do you expect to win? Now, I can understand the, the, the desire to ban fake news. And there's a lot of really bunk, garbage, fake news websites. Many of them are on the left. But what happens right now is that you have very few conservative outlets that are prominent. And the left has uh, has taken over the left wing culture. Uh, the, they've, they've taken over the mainstream media. So the cultural left has now owns the New York Times. And they're even gaining ground on the Wall Street Journal. It's a fact. They own the Washington Post. They own these platforms and they're outing anyone who dares oppose them. Think about it. With Veritas's release right now, let, let, let me read this for you. Quote, I was seeing them interfering, interfering on a global level in elections. I saw a blatant exception that just targeted conservatives or favored liberals. And you know, we're deleting on average 300 posts or actioning 300 posts a day, said Arizona-based Facebook content moderator Ryan Hartwig. If you magnify that by however many content moderators there are on a global scale, that's a lot of stuff that's getting taken down. Hartwig is the second Facebook whistleblower Project Veritas debuted this week to report on the behavior. Earlier this week, recordings captured Facebook content moderators bragging about deleting posts and comments supporting Donald Trump and conservative causes. Look at this. If someone is wearing a MAGA hat, I am going to delete them for terrorism. It's happening. You have bias in social media manipulation, and we've known this. You have bias in our journalistic institutions, and we've known this. And what has anyone done about it? Nothing. You know what the problem is, in my opinion? The left is, these are diehards, man. These progressives are willing to put everything on the line, get fired from their jobs and do whatever it takes to win. And because of it, they do. That's it. They're going to win. The way I've explained it in the past several videos is that when these politicians look out the window and they see a bunch of people marching through the street with signs, they go, okay, do they see anybody else? No. So they go, well, there you go. There's our active base. That's who we pander to. Perhaps conservatives need to actually engage in peaceful protest. Moderates as well, maybe protect statues peacefully. And I, and, I, and I mean, this peaceful protest works. They will tell you it doesn't because they're lying and they don't want you to use it. The example I gave the other night was Andy No. He's a journalist. Many of you know him. He's a gay son of Vietnamese immigrants and Antifa beat the crap out of him. And he didn't fight back. He just got beaten. And the media had no choice. They were struggling to, to, to <laughs> how do you show the American people a gay uh, child of immigrants being beaten and make him the bad guy? They tried. They really did. But it didn't work. This created a backlash and they were panicking. The far left was, was frantic. This is what I tell people right now. There are no conservatives standing up for free speech, defending statues. Very, very few. And when they do, they show up with weapons or shields like the guy in New Mexico. And then right away, that dude in New Mexico wanted to defend that statue. He could have done with any, what any leftist does, tied himself to it. I was thinking about this. You know, the left is, is, is clever. They're organized. They're better. And too often conservatives on the right just sit back and think that we can, you know, that, that we can just let the government handle things. I never considered myself to be, uh, for the most part, moderate. I always, always, always consider myself to be actually liberal. Policy-wise, my views align with early Barack Obama and Democrats 10 or so years ago. Now, I don't even know what matters anymore because no one's talking political policy. It's the culture war. That's it. The left is talking about universal health care. 
Moderates are talking about public options. Conservatives are talking about private. None of that matters to me because it's nebulous. It's it, it, what is it? What does it really accomplish? I know that there are some problems with Obamacare. We could we could use some reform in that regard. I think police reform makes a lot of sense. I'm pro-choice. But is anyone really arguing these positions? No. The left is is, is gone full culture war and silencing and shutting down any argument. So there's no argument anymore. How are we supposed to know what the accurate solution is if these social media companies are banning people for their opinions? And what have conservatives done to actually stop it? To be honest, I'd say the answer is nothing. I, I mean it. How many conservative news outlets are there that actually do journalism? Five prominent ones? I mean, a small handful. Almost every single mainstream media outlet is left biased. They're based in big cities and they're left biased. How many conservatives have gone out, linked arms and defended property and statues? I don't think very much, a small handful, just almost none. Now, there have been conservatives who have gone out in, in, into uh, to rally and they've been beaten by Antifa. But guess what? Eventually, the narrative shell started cracking. In San Francisco, when there was a Trump supporting rally and Antifa came and beat people who didn't have weapons and didn't fight back, just got beaten, the media actually came out against Antifa. This is what the left understands better than the right. The left has been organizing for a long time with impunity. And so they've learned how to you know, manipulate people and gain this ground. And it works. And then so many conservatives just sit back and think, you know, well, I'll vote and I'll take care of it. And it doesn't because Donald Trump can't do anything about it. He can issue an executive order in a desperate attempt to try and do something and nothing happens. The DOJ can issue guidelines and nothing happens. So I'll tell you this, man, I think it's hilarious. Conservatives, in my opinion, who argue that this is a private company who can do what they want, they deserve to become extinct. Their ideas deserve to go extinct. They deserve. You know why? If you will not stand up for what you believe in, then it will go away, period. So I look at a story like this, right? Look, there's, there's too much here for me to actually go through, but I want to highlight this because it is hardcore evidence. They straight up say in this screenshot from their policy that hate speech is allowed if it's targeting white men. There you go. They are straight up telling their Facebook staff, this is 2019, that if you target white men, you're good. This is 2019. This is over one year ago, according to the timestamp. That's how long this has been going on. You think you're going to win? You think Trump's going to win? I'm sorry, man. Listen, I think Trump can win. I think the Republicans in the House and the Senate can take it. But it will be the fight of your lives. How long has this been going on? And what conservative position did anything about it? Man, I, I will laugh as hard as I can laugh when Ted Cruz loses re-election to some Democrat. I mean, Texas is getting close. When these when these conservative senators, when these Republican senators start losing their reelection to, to, uh, to Democrats and the Senate flips, I'm going to laugh about it. I am because they they should have known better. They should have known this was going on. And what have they done? I don't know. Talked about it, I guess. Maybe they can't do anything that I know to tell you. I'll put it this way. If you're of the opinion that Republicans really do want to fight for your free speech, but are being held back, then you need to make sure you and every single person you know goes and pulls the lever for that Republican. So the House and the Senate are controlled by them and they actually vote to put in place reforms to stop these companies from from censoring people and from taking over public discourse. I am of the opinion that they don't actually care because we've gotten lip service from many of them. And then that's it. Nothing else. So why should I why should I be convinced that any one of these people actually cares about what's happening or is smart enough to do anything about it? 
It was 2018 when I said Republicans, and I mean the politicians, are too stupid to actually address this to, and, and, and to, to save their own careers, to save their own party, to save their own ideas. They don't care. How many Republican politicians came out and were licking the boots of the looters and rioters and protesters? A decent amount, actually. How many people came out and championed Bubba, Bubba Smollett when he was, was engaging in this noose hoax or whatever? To be fair to Bubba Wallace, to use his real name, to be a bit more respectful, he never actually saw the news. Someone told him and he freaked out. And I can, I, I can respect why he was freaking out. But how many people jumped on that? Same as Covington. And I'll take full uh, responsibility for jumping on the NYPD Shake Shack story and getting that wrong. But, but my question, my, the point I'm trying to bring up is every day when the left does something, the right is oh so eager to jump on board and side with their cultural outrage. Not every single moment, but a lot of these hoaxes, you will see conservatives being like, oh my, how could this have happened? When are we going to see more than just Tom Cotton and Trump come out and say tearing down the statues was, was, is, is horrifying? Where, where are any of the Republicans to say anything? So no, the Republicans, in my opinion, do nothing. I have no idea what they're doing. Keys to the castle politicians, man. Now there's a small handful that I do respect. There are people like Matt Gates, in my opinion, Josh Hawley, to a bit Ted Cruz. I call them out specifically because they're the ones who have actually spoken up. But where are they to lead this fight and never stop speaking about it? I don't know, man. The Democrats just bend the knee. They're, 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 they're on bent knee to the outrage mob who's destroying our history and our culture. And these big tech companies have been lying over and over again. Nothing happens. Just, just nothing happens. The government has become toothless. And the cultural institutions have become overrun. So I don't know, uh, in my opinion, like I don't know in my view what any of these people could really do, but it's laid out right here in front of your faces. Project Veritas probably dropped the biggest story they have ever dropped, in my opinion. You've got video footage going back a year proving they have to a double standard in their rules, that it's politically biased. They're all saying this stuff. It is, it is, look, when I saw this, the first story from Veritas, I was like, you know what, man? Excellent, excellent work to James and the Project Veritas team. Really, really excellent undercover journalism. And we all know this. How many of you are going to be surprised? I'm willing to bet that the interest in this video is actually relatively low because we know this. We don't need to see another video, another insider coming out and proving it to us. We have seen it. My videos have been taken down and I'm the milk toast fence sitter guy. All I do is talk about the article. YouTube took down some of my videos and guess what? I made a big stink about it and then nothing changes. Rand Paul gave a speech on the Senate floor about a CIA employee having nothing to do with Ukraine. It was a, it was posted by C-SPAN and YouTube deleted the video. That's where we're at. Every day, the, inc the, increment, uh, the incremental stripping of our freedoms, our right to knowledge is being taken away by a massive multinational private corporation. And where are the Democrats? But in a private company, they say. And where are the Republicans? Well, there are many Republican voters who are screaming at the top of their lungs. There are many Republican politicians who will passively put out a statement, ask a question of Mark Zuckerberg, and then that's it. I'll tell you what. Mark Zuckerberg said it doesn't happen. Perjury charge. Come on do it. Do something. You know that meme of the guy poking the stick saying, come on, do something. Yeah, do something. I think it's hilarious when people post on like 
Republican forums or whatever, conservative or Trump forums, you know, where's the charges, arrest some people already. And it's like, yeah, I feel you, bro. I feel you. You'd think Mark Zuckerberg saying we don't do this. Jack Dorsey saying we don't do this. And they literally do it. There's no argument they do it. Now, the left will lie, but there's no argument. It's there. It's, it's how many times, how many times does James O'Keefe need to open a silver platter, a silver, a silver platter, wearing nice, fancy white gloves, showing it and shoving it in the faces of the Republicans to be like, there it is. They're, they're lying to you for them to finally be like, maybe we should actually do something. Where's the DOJ? Can Mark Zuckerberg, Jack Dorsey, Vijaya Gotti, and these people lie under oath? Well, I shouldn't, I, I won't name them specifically. I'll, I'll walk that back because I don't know who actually testified under oath. But if Zuckerberg, Dorsey, Sundar Pichai, and these other people are going to testify in front of Congress and say it's not happening, when are you going to, to do something? These massive multinational private corporations are stripping away our ability to speak in public. They are steering our elections and they are lying to our politicians and no one does a thing. You know, I've been watching reruns out of the, of the Outer Limits from the 90s. I love that show. And I, I'm, I'm in the middle of one right now where it's like the year is, I don't know, 22 something. And the North American states have merged into what they call the corporation. And I find it hilariously cliche, the sci-fi dystopian novel of the corporation controlling everything, the government being gone, rights being stripped. And it's funny because we have a constitution and all that stuff. No, I'm sorry, man. Listen. Not only have they been lying to our politicians who seem to be toothless and ineffective and can't get anything done, we've got the governors of certain blue states and and some red states enacting unconstitutional edict and the police with a smile on their face just walk all over the constitution, take a dump on it and laugh the whole time. You want to talk about police reform? There's a police reform in Colorado that says that if, an, if a police officer violates your civil rights, they're liable for up to $25,000. And I'm clapping. You know why? Because when these police officers went to the gym near my home and arrested a guy for refusing to identify himself because he went to the gym, I'm like, pay up, boys. You're both responsible for that violation of civil rights. If you violate the Constitution, you will be responsible. How many cops with a smile on their face took a dump right on the Constitution when these when these governors said, do it. And they did. So look, man, we're watching all of this happen. And that's this, this is why I'm not confident. And this is why I've made the jokes about the Van Damme by the river. I think it's fair to criticize me when I when when people say all you do is talk and complain for sure. One hundred percent. I'm not I'm not going to go out and protest. But to be honest, for the most part, it's there's no excuse. Just straight up. No excuse. You know what? Let's all sit back and complain about it until nothing gets done. The politicians aren't doing anything. So why should I bother voting? Maybe, maybe, maybe this is the one shot this November to actually get out and vote and try and see if these people will actually pass reforms to protect democratic institutions and our right to speech, our right to, to assembly and all these things. Maybe that's our one opportunity because you can talk about defending the police and needing the police department. I agree. That's true. But I have no respect for these cops who enforced unconstitutional edicts from governors. What is there any punishment for this? No, they they, they stepped all over the Constitution. They took a dump on it and nothing happened to them. They tear down statues. Nobody arrested. They, they break into a private uh, uh, condominium in, in Wisconsin. Nothing happened. Nothing they are still rioting to this day across the country. Media is just not really focused on it all that much because people are kind of over it. Yeah, we get it. It's still happening. Portland, day 27. What else is new? Jazz may be falling apart. 
But what, what am I supposed to expect? You, you, you tell me, you know, over and over again, that I should vote for Trump. People tell me not to vote for Trump, but that's obvious. They hate him. I'm asking, why should I bother voting for the man? So we had a great economy. I can respect that. That's a good reason. No new wars. It's also a really, really good reason for me. But when we're talking about the collapse of our rights in these, in these issues, what can I expect to get from voting for Donald Trump? He'll make jokes. He'll go to rallies and say off color things. I don't care about that. In fact, I don't like it. I want someone to stand up the moment they tore down Thomas Jefferson. And I want him to pound his fist on the table and say, you will not destroy our statues. Guess what? Emmanuel Macron did it. France of all countries. He said, you will not tear down our statues. And that's what we get. Where are our leaders, man? I guess we don't have any. We have bickering nonsense. You know who our leaders are right now? It's Black Lives Matter and Antifa. And you might not want to hear it, but it's, a, it's true. The only people willing to stand up and slam their fist on the table and take what they want has been the far left. That's it. Now, I don't like them. I think they're insane, but they're the only ones who have actually went out and made demands and took. The Democratic politicians got on their knees for them. The Republicans said nothing. (laughs) And here we are, man. So Project Veritas, every single day, I just imagine a nice uh, dapper looking, well, well well-dressed James O'Keefe, nice little top hat walking up to you, white gloves and a silver platter, and he opens it up. And there it is, more evidence of censorship and political bias and election meddling. And everyone goes, ah, there it is. Thank you for showing us that. You can take it away now. And we're going to go back to our conversation about nonsense. The people, the people understand this, but the politicians don't. And so they deserve to lose. But then what happens is the acceleration. When the Democrats take over, these people are on their knees for the woke mob. The least I can say about the Republicans is that at least they're not bending their knees. And there are a few that are standing up. One, one or two Democrats, I believe, stood up. But for the most part, the Democratic establishment has just got on their knees. So look, man, I'm sorry. I'm pessimistic. It's, been, it's, it's not been a fun past couple of months for anybody. The next video is coming up at 4 p.m. The National Guard has been called in. The riots haven't ceased. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about what's really going on. I'll see you all at four over at TimCast.net. Thanks for hanging out. Oh, Chaz, we hardly knew ye. You existed for just about two weeks, and now it seems the end has come. The Capitol Hill Autonomous Zone has basically collapsed, and in its wake is just a bunch of garbage that nobody wants to be responsible for cleaning up. According to The Hill, a lot of protesters have left Seattle's Autonomous Zone. Leader says, the de facto leader of Seattle's Autonomous uh, Protest Zone said Wednesday, A lot of protesters have already left the area following a call days earlier from the mayor for protesters to clear out. The Capitol Hill occupied protest in a statement posted to Twitter on Wednesday said very few people remain in the protest zone and that the CHOP project has now concluded. The statement was signed by the Capitol Hill Occupied Protest Solidarity Committee. Who? Nobody. Nobody was in charge. There's no leader. There's no committee. It's a bunch of random people who signed a paper. That's all it really is. We got this statement here. And uh, let let me read this first, and then we'll come back to this. Because they tweeted out this. I love how they start this. Dear comrades in the struggle, over the last two weeks, we have achieved what no one thought possible. We successfully built a self-governing community and convinced city leaders to enact meaningful police reform, including substantial budget cuts to the SPD. Let me add my take on this. Over the last two weeks, we achieved what no one thought possible. We went through all the stages of a communist dystopia 
Everything fell apart. Multiple people got, people got shot. Locals started complaining. A lawsuit was filed. Tables got flipped. Everyone's mad. The garbage is still there. The end. Now we're going to see what it looks like when capitalism comes in to clean up the mess of communism. Last night, Solidarity Committee received notice from some of our trusted partners that persons in the park were in danger. We immediately implemented our emergency relocation plan, successfully evacuating most of the park. Thankfully, no danger materialized. However, we are now left with the reality that very few people remain in our beloved chop. This morning census finds fewer than two dozen clustered near the East Precinct. 11 additional people are at the Space Needle. Last night's BLM march had 71 participants, a number we expect to continue to drop. It is time we shift to the next phase of our organizing and move from direct action to virtual activism, meaning nothing, mind you. We call on everyone to continue the struggle through Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and Snapchat. We have held city officials accountable and can continue to do so in, uh, in, in a way that is safe for everyone. You know, a lot of people were saying that this was bait. They wanted Trump to invoke the Insurrection Act, come in, sweep everybody out and take over. And then they would scream that Trump was a dictator shutting down their summer of love. But I think regardless of whether or not you think that, this is just a, a massive net negative on local government. It makes the protesters look bad, makes the governor look bad, makes the mayor look bad. It makes basically all of them except Trump look bad. So, so maybe that's the argument. And Trump didn't take the bait. In the end, it falls apart. Kind of, uh, kind of obvious what's going to happen. Good timing too. Trump refused to come in. Several shootings happen. And then they're like, okay, 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 I'll clean this one up. The CHOP project is now concluded. We, while we expect a very small handful of holdouts may try to remain in the CHOP, no further organizing will be occurring to support this presence. And the number on site will be too small to be more than, uh, more than an annoyance for pedestrians rather than a zonal blockade. We have been briefed that full rehousing of, of SPD East Precinct staff into the station will occur no later than early next week and will be preceded by removal of barriers and the reopening of streets to traffic. Who is this? Who's saying this? I'm willing to bet it's just some random person who's taken it upon themselves to sweep things up. If people stay and remain, then why would this group have any authority over the matter? It's the big problem the left has. They claim they're a leaderless movement, but the leaders are just hidden. And they can make these things just, they, they can just do it. If there are people still there, you do not represent them. All they have to do is tell the press, the press will say it, and then it's a fact. And then other dumb leftists won't show up because the leaders told them not to. Funny how leaderless movements work. They say, thank you to everyone for your support over the last two weeks. And congratulations on your victories. What victories? The multiple people, the, the guy who died and the people who got shot. You should feel proud. Let's not let this momentum die. Please remember to continue supporting the kind of revolutionary change we just created by voting for Joe Biden as president of the United States in November and Jay Inslee as governor of Washington. And despite our occasional differences, we believe Jenny Durkin has stepped up and shown the leadership that will help us heal. We urge you to vote to reelect her in 2021. Dude, no way. No way. I don't buy it. This was random. The, the, the Chaz thing was totally random. Whatever this statement is, I'm willing to bet it's some like campaign manager for the Democrats straight up. And now they're just co-opting this by pretending to be official. But these people are as dumb as dumb can be. Please support the revolution by voting for Joe Biden, who's been in office for like five decades and gotten nothing done.
Yes, that's the revolution. Joe Biden is the revolution. (laughs) I don't know who this chop official is, but I just got to say that was one of the greatest things I have ever read, that Joe Biden is the revolution. You mean the sleepy, the sleepy, perverted old man who's stuck in his basement? That's your revolution. You know what? I have no faith in the left winning anything at this point. They have become completely inept. No, 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 I take that back. Whoever's doing this, I'd be willing to bet they work for the Democratic Party. They're not representing the actual protesters who, like I mentioned, are still there. But it is mostly over. They say, according to Raz, the protesters of Chaz have targets on their backs, and that is an issue. A lot of peaceful protesters are being harmed. So it's sad that's where we're at in America. As a result, Simone told CNN that a lot of people are going to leave and a lot of people have already left. The CHOP committee said in a statement it expects a very small handful of holdouts to remain. Seattle Mayor Jenny Durkin said Monday, the city's police department would return to the abandoned East Precinct after a a weekend during which three people were shot in the autonomous. (laughs) Jeez, man, that's the feature you get with Joe Biden. She said the protests would still be allowed, but authorities would try to scale back evening activities by asking them to voluntarily leave rather than use force. It's time for people to go home. It is time for us to restore Capitol Hill so it can be a vibrant part of the community, Durkin said. According to the Seattle Times, the impacts on the businesses and residents in the community are now too much. Thousands of protesters have occupied the area in Capitol Hill, blah, blah, blah. Check this out. They have their own Wikipedia. They say, uh, It's been disestablished as of June 24th. Disputed, they say. No, the Chazistanis refuse to back down. Government type, consensus decision making by daily meeting of protesters, leader, Raz Simone. I'm going to tell you what, man, to to the businesses of Chaz, I have no sympathy whatsoever. Zero. You're suing the city saying they didn't step up. I don't care. You could have come out and spoke up at any point. You know what, man? I was talking about this on the IRL podcast. Let me tell you something. Let me, I want to repeat this point because I really love this. On my deck, okay, my backyard, there's a bird's nest underneath it. The birds found out they can go under in one of the support beams and put a little nest. And they laid their little baby eggs right there in that nest. And apparently, the cat found it. You guys may know of our cat, Bucko. Well, he found out the little baby birds were right there under the wood. And so he'd crawl out there and he would stare at them inches away, but blocked. He couldn't get to them. Well, the parents, both the mother and the father Robbins, went nuts. They flew up onto the deck, on the beam, and they were screaming. And they do it all the time. They would scream at me and the cat. And I know it's a silly story, but it means something to me. These Robbins knew they would die. I could, I, I, the, the, the powerful apex alpha predator of the earth, human being, with his small but fierce cat ally, could end that Robin in a moment's notice. But the Robin stood defiant, screaming at us and yelling and calling for help. And the craziest thing happened. Little birds. I'm not, I'm not mad. This is legit. Little brown birds. I have no idea what they are. Started f- swooping close to my face and then landed and started screaming too. And like they were, they were coming at me. I was like, whoa, dude, these Robins, these little birds knew what was at stake but they were willing to sacrifice everything for their babies. These people in Seattle couldn't even stand up for themselves. You see the point here? That that I would be so inspired by this little bird, this little bird saying, I will die for what I believe in. It wasn't even about believing, it was my children. I will do anything for them. 
These people, these businesses couldn't stand up to a bunch of ragamuffins. I, I get it. It was dangerous. People were getting shot. Stand up for yourself, man. Stop sitting idly by and letting people trounce all over where you live. And now they're demanding the city owes them unspecified damages. Okay, sure. I can respect that to an extent. The Chaz is falling apart. It's disputed, but it's basically gone at this point. You had every opportunity to get up and speak up and go outside and tell them to leave. But you didn't do it. Why? Was it not that important to you? Because you just wanted to be comfortable? You want everything done for you? You're that entitled? Look, man, people love it when I rag on the left and the millennials for being entitled little whiny babies who think everything should be handed to them. But perhaps many people need to look in the mirror as well. And I mean it. Everybody's deserving of this criticism. Do not expect the police to swoop in and save you. Do not expect Donald Trump to swoop in and save you. If you refuse to speak up for yourself, then you will lose your rights. It's that simple. You want to sue the city? Okay, fine. The cops shouldn't have bowed out. You're supposed to be able to rely on them. But hey, you can't just sit there thinking the police will always be there for me. But hey, that's city living, right? This is why these people oppose the Second Amendment, because they think someone will always be there to take care of things for them. Wakey, wakey. The riots should have shown you otherwise. And many people learned their lesson. I certainly learned my lesson. I just bought a ton of guns, a bunch of them, and I'm happy. So maybe that's the lesson you should have taken from this, because I did, that I can't expect anyone to be there for me, and I must take responsibility for myself. Now, I did this in the past when I quit my job, and maybe I should have taken this responsibility a little earlier and gone out and gotten some firearms to protect myself, but these people won't do it. They just want everyone else to do the work for them. Sorry, man. Your rights are not free. Freedom isn't free. The chance is gone. Okay, it's falling apart. It's not gone completely. I guess um, the people who live there have voiced their concerns, and the next few days, the police will return. So what happens next in this country? 2020 has been a heck of a wild ride. I got a couple more segments coming up in just a few minutes, and I will see you all shortly. Donald Trump is not messing around. And I think he may be the only person in politics, and I mean this, actually standing up to the mob. Okay, that's not fair. Tom Cotton is too. Tom Cotton said, we, we can't allow these statues to be torn down. But Donald Trump has been, has been spitting some fire on this stuff. Now, I got to say, I'm a little disappointed. Hank Newsom, I've actually praised him many times because while I disagree on certain issues, I think he's uh, overall, he's, he's pretty, he's a good dude. He went, he, he's the guy who went to the, the, it was a Trump rally and they invited him up on a stage to speak and he did. And everyone cheered for him because in the end, when you have these conversations, you realize we're all kind of after the same things, maybe in different ways. We want to make our lives better. We want, we want our children's lives to be better. And when he mentioned that he's just anti-bad cop, not anti-cop, people started to agree with him. They had a good conversation. I really liked it. I've also seen him, you know, talk about some of, some of his ideas that I actually really respect. But I'm not happy about what he said here. He said something to the effect of, if they don't give us what we want, we will burn the system down and make our own. Trump responded saying it's treason, sedition, and insurrection. Well, it's literally not treason. Treason is providing aid to an enemy of the United States. But if you want to call it sedition or insurrection, yeah, maybe. You have no right to threaten people with burning down anything. You are, dare I say, this is getting on the border of terrorism. Listen, I like Hank, okay? But this is a step too far. When you have mass riots across the country, then someone, a leader of the Black Lives Matter movement, gets on TV and says, you give us what we want or we will burn it all down. That's a threat. 
I'm sorry, man. We, we can't operate this way. And I'll tell you what, you threaten me, I shut down negotiations immediately. Don't you bring that into my house. I, I want to make sure you guys get taken care of. I want to make sure that you have your rights. I want to hold these cops accountable. But when you threaten me, you threaten my house, my family, my friends, my community, my city, my state, my country. Nah, we're done. We're done. You're out. I won't tolerate that. Me personally, no. So I, I'm, I'm very disappointed that he would say something like this. You're not going to burn down anything. Absolutely not. We're going we're gonna, to we're gonna talk about these problems. And I'm someone who's like, let's fix them. Let's fix them. Let's police reform. I like some of these reforms they're implementing. Notably in Colorado, they said that if you, if a cop violates someone's civil rights, they're, they're liable for up to $25,000. Oh, bring it on. You want to illegally search me in my vehicle? I'm going to turn that camera on because I could go for a 25K payday. Now, don't violate people's rights. What's that? Hold on a minute. Didn't all these cops just violate constitutional rights under the governor, uh, governor's mandates? Oh man, what's that? You want to come and shut my business down? Let's take it to court, baby, because I could use 25K, right? Plus legal fees. But anyway, let's read this story and see what Donald Trump's on about. They say Hank Newsom spoke to Fox News on Wednesday night and was asked about his June 3rd interview with Daily Mail. In the interview with Mail, with the Daily Mail, he said that the black uh, rights group is mobilizing its base and aims to develop highly trained military arm to challenge police brutality head on. Newsom was asked about how those comments, about those comments on Fox News. Here's what he said. If this country doesn't give us what we want, then we will burn down this system and replace it. Nah, sorry, bro. That's a threat. You can't do that. And I could be speaking figuratively. I could be speaking literally. It's a matter of interpretation. All right. If you want to put it that way, I'm going to go ahead and interpret that as a terroristic statement. Nah, I'm I'm not going to sit here and accept these statements. Look, man, I've had respect for you, Hank, for a lot of the things you've said and done in the past. I think you've done some good things, but this is crossing a line. Now, I am... Just a dude on the internet complaining, first and foremost. And I'm also very forgiving, trusting, and tolerant. So I'm just hoping that Hank will step back from this and say, we're not going to burn things down, okay? If you want to say you want to burn it down, then say, I'm, I'm, I'm speaking metaphorically. Like, we're going to go in, we're going to vote, we're going to make these changes, we're going to vote you out, we're going to take your jobs, and we're going to put in people who get the job done. I'd respect that. You could say, we will engage in such a mass civil disobedience, you will not be able to move. I can respect that too. You want to jam up the system? You want to block the roads? I believe that is the appropriate line. Now, you get arrested for it. It's one of those challenging things talking about civil disobedience because some of these things you can do cross the line into criminal territory, but it's very petty. You know, the cops arrest you. They just don't charge you with anything. They'll let you go. You block a roadway. They, they take you out and they, they send you on your way. And that I find respectable. You cause a disruption. You get attention. And we know statistically it works because it generates positive conversations. You get the attention you're looking for. It's called civil disobedience. Now, the violent stuff, the gun stuff, the going around and beating people stuff. No, the tearing down statues. Absolutely not. Do not threaten me. I will not negotiate. Trump on Thursday hit back, calling his marks treason, sedition and insurrection. Racial tension has exploded. We know why they always do this. Hundreds of thousands of protesters have taken to the streets from cities coast to coast, calling for police reforms. But the protests, largely peaceful, have sometimes turned violent with looting and arson. We can see a bunch of these photos. The protests have also targeted monuments. See, okay, so, 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 so we get it. But check it out. Trump is not just talking about what's going on with, you know, Hank Newsom's statement. Trump personally ordered the statue of Confederate soldier Albert Pike to be put back up in D.C. after it was torn down by protesters on Juneteenth. Wow. Let me tell you something. I believe these Confederate statues should all come down. Every single one of them. 
Yeah, maybe not every single one, because I don't know what that, what that context could be. Maybe there's like a good one, like, or there's one that actually, you know, is, is important for certain reasons. Many of these statues, I don't care for. I don't care for the Confederacy. I think that we are the union and we are the descendants of those who won. Whether you are from the South or from the North, the union won. And let me tell you something. They talk about reparations. We're the union. Okay. The Confederacy lost by all means. You want reparations? You know what? I'll tell you this. I'm 100% in favor of reparations. Yeah. By all means, go to the Confederacy, ask them for what they owe you, and then we'll sit back and wait and see if you get a response. The Union soldiers, the abolitionists fought and won. The South was defeated. You're not getting reparations from the people who, who already sacrificed their lives. It makes no sense. So I'll tell you what, the Confederate statues, in my opinion, should come down. However, I don't believe violent mobs should be going and tearing them down. And they complain, but Tim, we've tried to vote to have them removed, but nobody will ever vote to remove them. Yeah, welcome to how a democratic institution works. If you vote and everyone says, keep the statue, then you keep the statue. So I'd like to see the statues come down. But you know what? I am happy that Donald Trump put it back 100% as much as I think they're gross statues. I don't like them. The history of them, in my opinion, doesn't make a whole lot of sense. I'm not a fan, but you know what? You do not have the right to destroy statues without due process, without talking to the people, without voting on these things. And they say, but we shouldn't have to walk past statues of, you know, slavers and things like this. I agree with you. I, I don't like these things. Put them in a museum. I mean it. We should set up a museum, show people what happened, why it happened, and we could put a plaque in its place and say this site commemorates, you know, the, the, the Union victory over the South, blah, blah, blah. There once stood a statue of a Confederate soldier that was removed by vote by the community who said X, Y, and Z, A, B, and C. We will not be ruled by the mob. We will not bend the knee to those who simply want to destroy without giving reason. And I'll tell you this, they, the reason they claim for tearing this down is just not real because they're also tearing down abolitionists. Now, I know they're not all the same people. It's various states and cities. But you know what? Donald Trump did the right thing on this one. If the baby wants to destroy things, have a temper tantrum. Well, then you put the baby in timeout. You think you won by tearing down the statue? No, you violated our, our, our norms. You violated the rule of law. I am standing here saying I will advocate for the removal of the statue, but not when you come with ropes and tear it down without talking to the people, without educating the people, without asking the people what they think. You are not the supreme moral authority on any of this. Now, I again, I will agree on principle about the statues coming down, but I do not have the right to assert my moral authority over anyone else. But these people are authoritarians. They have decided that the moral superiority is theirs and they can do whatever they want. So I see this. Trump personally ordered the statue to be put back. Good. Good. Let, let, let this be a lesson, this whole segment, to people who would threaten us with terrorism. That is not how we get things done. All you want to do is destabilize and destroy. I'm not having it. Hank, I think, for the most part, still like the guy. I do. And I'm, and I'm very tolerant of, of, of people. I'm not talking about race or gender. I'm, I'm talking about people and their character. I want to see Hank do better. I want to see him walk these things back and say, we believe in peaceful discourse. We believe in the right to defend ourselves. And I think him saying they're going to have their, their own people trained and armed, I'm totally for it. 100%. You have a right to bear arms in this country. You have a second amendment. And you know what? If I want my rights, that means you get your rights all the same. So if you want to have your people marching armed, here, here. 
That's the way the Constitution works. And you know what? I'm going to respect that. But if you want to then come out and say you're going to burn down our cities, our system, our statues, mm-mm. nowhere does it say you can. OK, now some might argue that in some quotes they say when when a government becomes destructive to these ends, it is the right of the people to abolish, replace, etc. You know the quote. But I'll tell you what, man, it's not. It is not destructive. This country is a, a it's the shining city on the hill. It is a beacon of, of, of goodness and freedom and civil liberties and rights. And I know that firsthand coming from my family and what my family dealt with. So I will not sit here after the struggles that people have have fought and have you come and destroy everything. Because let me remind you once again, you are standing on the ground of the victors. The union won. The people you're mad at lost, got a smack down hard. And people on the north, this the union side, sacrificed their lives. Let me tell you something else. You are standing on the ground of the victors of the civil rights movement, loving v. Virginia, and all of those, those policies and rules that came afterwards that allowed my family to, str- to strive, to succeed, where they were held back, oppressed, and attacked. And I know my experience is not going to be the same as people like Hank, but these, these white progressive suburbanite people who want to destroy the system that allowed my family to finally, finally make it, I will not stand for it. Your terroristic threats will not stand, and I will not negotiate. Let's get back to the, let's, 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 let's get back to the table. Sit down. And I got news for you. If you can't convince people to vote to remove these statues, then you have not done a good enough job communicating and convincing people. We are not a country where you can, you can gain your political power through the barrel of a gun. Perhaps we used to be. But guess what? You are standing on the ground controlled by the victors, the people who shut those things down 200 years ago, 300 years ago, colonization, all those things you really hate, right? Guess what? An idea was born that all people are equal, not initially, but over time, the courts rule it. Guess what? Today, victory is already in your hands. So don't burn it down because you're mad. You want more. No, we keep fighting for, to, to make things better. These people want to send us back to the dark ages, and I won't stand for it. I got one more segment coming up in a few minutes. I will see you all shortly. Speculation is emerging about a possible massive lawsuit against Facebook because Facebook had a, I believe this woman is a contractor. She was listed as an employee of Facebook, but she outright said in a Project Veritas secret recording, no one's got something about no one defending white people or something like that. She was talking about how they can ban or remove or fire whatever based on race so long as the person is white. Now, guess what? Arguably, that's illegal. Um, Facebook is a public accommodation. You can't ban someone based on their race specifically. Here's the first thing that James O'Keefe noted. Senior human resources business partner Facebook Leslie Brown, at Facebook, Leslie Brown quoted in today's release saying that no one has the white man's back anymore has changed her LinkedIn profile to remove her association to Facebook. And we can see in this clip, it listed Facebook and then a day later, U.S. Tech Solutions. Well, James O'Keefe says senior HR business partner Leslie Brown has been fired after Project Veritas released a video with her saying that, uh, that she, she believed they weren't getting the backs of white men or that no one was. Facebook says comments made are not consistent with our policies, reviewing training and oversight. This is huge. This woman on camera and the many employees, 
may have opened up Facebook to antitrust activities, to major lawsuits, seriously massive lawsuits. Think about it. There are organizations that aren't allowed to advertise based on certain certain political positions. Facebook could argue there's no political bias. Now we have even more proof there is. Now, of course, earlier I said that I don't think anything will come of this because James O'Keefe with his, the joke I made is that he keeps walking in with a very fine tuxedo top hat with a silver platter wearing white gloves. And he, he pulls the top off the platter. And there's more and more evidence that Facebook is playing dirty games, that Twitter, that YouTube, that all these companies are playing dirty and nothing changes. So why should I expect, why, why should I expect anything else to happen? They fired somebody. Okay, now what? They'll claim, oh, it was her speaking for herself. And once we found out how evil she was, we got rid of her. Maybe she'll be willing to go on the record and now spill the whole, all the beans. I think that would be the appropriate response for her, to come out and just say, yep, here's what happened. Because the alternative is she just basically made a very racist statement about white people. In Like, you might think it's against white people. No, it really does sound like she's defending white people, saying that no one has their back anymore. It sounds like she's kind of upset about it, the way she framed it. Perhaps her best bet at this point is to just come out and spill all the beans as to what her company was doing and about the censorship. But like I said, man, nothing's going to happen. I, I, I really do not believe policy-wise, company-wise, anything will change because it's been years now. How long does it need to happen? How long does, how, how much evidence do you need from James O'Keefe? Le- legit people on the record saying it over and over and over again before someone actually does something. It won't. It won't change. I'm sorry. Three years ago, four years ago, how long have we been saying I believe the initial story came out in 2017 that these platforms are biased against conservatives. Now, they're biased against conservative ideas, so it does target uh, moderates, but they're also biased against the anti-war left for sure. It's just more conservatives are getting purged than anti-war leftists, though it happens. It's been going on for years, and we warned you over and over again, wait till 2020, and it will get worse. And it has. It's only gotten worse, and nothing's been done about it. How many times do we have to scream from the heavens until some of these politicians actually do something? They haven't. There is one thing happening, though. There seems to be a mass exodus to a website called Parler, spelled P-A-R-L-E-R. And it functions kind of like Twitter. It's got a much bigger, um, you, you, you get more uh, characters. So it's not 280. It's like, I think it's like 1,000 characters. So you can actually write little blog posts. We saw a major influx of users after I believe it was Katie Hopkins got banned permanently from Twitter. They then banned Carpe Donctum, who is now on Parlay. And we're seeing a bunch of people previously banned now popping back up, notably people like Sargon of Akkad, who was banned from all these other platforms, and Laura Loomer, who was as well. And now they have huge followings. They're able to reconnect to their audience. Dare I say, I think Parlay may have actually won the alternative platform battle so far. Now, look, there was Gab. I think one of Gab's problems early on is that the first people to get banned were the alt-right. So they all jumped over to Gab, creating a, pla- a, pl- a place that wasn't particularly mainstream and conservatives didn't want to be because surprise, surprise, conservatives <laughs> aren't. They're not very racist, are they? The United States is not a very racist country, is it? And I say not very because some people obviously are. Notably, uh, a lot, of, and also it's fair to point out, a lot of people on the left are very racist. But I'll tell you what, we're seeing this action, but I've got bad news for all of you on Parlay. Like clockwork, the machine churns. This is the same, same thing that's happened over and over again for every single alternative platform. 
you get mainstream big tech bans a group of people. They jump to an alternative platform. The media then accuses that platform of being far right and white nationalist. Then you get Google and DNS and all these other you know, services freezing things, shutting them down, and they stop working. The Bulwark says the far right establishes autonomous zone safe space app Parlay. Um, no, Parlay has been around for uh, quite some time, and a lot of people have used it for quite some time. So they haven't established anything. But think about it. Look, 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 look at how they frame it. The far right. This is regular conservatives. It's just literally free speech, cry the snowflakes, seeking a space to vent about their triggered feelings. You see what they do. First, they tell you Twitter's a private platform. If you don't like it, go find your own, go make your own platform. It's America, right? It's a private business. So they do. Then they chase them there, call them far right, insult them, and then belittle them for doing exactly what they suggested conservatives do. That's the way the game is played, I suppose. The Bulwark says, Twitter will soon fade into a little cry room for the leftist babies who need a safe space from words. User Snyder Art tweeted Wednesday night amid an exodus of right-wing Twitter users to a competitor social app called Parlay. The irony seems lost on him and others. While literally retreating from a dominant public forum, many users seem to believe they are on the offensive against Jack, the, uh, the founder of Twitter, and against a conspiracy of anti-conservative bias implemented via shadow bans and rigged algorithms. Except we have evidence over and over again proving it's true. Now, here's the funny thing. I'm on Parlay, and I'm on Minds, and I'm on BitChute, and I'm not on Parlay because I want to leave Twitter. No, I'm there because there's an audience there of specific people who are also on Twitter. Let me um, shock the mind of this writer, Hannah Yoast, who obviously is just trying to be silly and funny. But let me just tell you, this may come as a surprise, but I actually use YouTube and Twitter. Well, I know, I know. Could, could this be somebody on YouTube and Twitter? How is that? But what's this? What's this right there under my face? It says at Timcast. What could that possibly mean? Oh my, I'm on more than one social media platform. Wow. Who could have ever thought of some such a devious and brilliant subversive strategy to use more than one social media platform? So let me tell you something. Sargon of Akkad is not on Twitter, but you might, li- you might like following the man. Well, you can now follow him on a blogging platform called Parlay while you simultaneously use Twitter. It's really that easy, isn't it? Parlay is not the same as Facebook or Twitter. There are similarities, but they're all somewhat different, and I can use both. So no, I don't think anybody is sticking it to Jack Dorsey. Major brands use Twitter. The president uses Twitter. But I will tell you this. If Donald Trump right now was smart, if his campaign was smart. They would get Donald Trump to go on parlay right now. They won't do it. They won't do it. Now, maybe there's something they know I don't, and I think that's fair to point out. Maybe they're trying to use the whole censorship and bias thing to their advantage, claiming that they're victims. I don't know. But if Donald Trump went on parlay right now, and he, and he posted something exclusive, like, here's something we plan on doing, every single media outlet would be forced to cover it. They would embed the post. They would screenshot it. And then all of a sudden, everybody would know what parlay was, and it would be that simple. Donald Trump need only snap his fingers. You know, Twitter was actually doing bad before Donald Trump came along. Yep. And then Donald Trump jumped in and created this political discourse because he was there, because he was bombastic and because he was powerful. People followed. People started signing up like crazy. Trump made Twitter wealthy. 
And now they're censoring him. All Trump has to do is go to parlay. But why won't he do it? I don't know. He could have gone to any one of these platforms. Perhaps uh, now parlay is the right place is right, right the right place to be. To, uh, to be. I believe the Trump campaign is there. The Trump team. I believe Brad Parscale is manager. Ted Cruz, I believe, signed up, and many other high-profile individuals. But Donald Trump needs to introduce a little market competition into the mix. Donald Trump should come onto parlay, and he should address the nation specifically through this platform. And the media can ignore it, perhaps. But then he can just mention on Twitter, that's where he is. Will they be able to to ignore that? I honestly don't believe so. I don't believe they could. They might try. They don't want to give parlay the power. Trump should do it. So I'll tell you what, if you know the president or somebody on his staff, ask him why he's not doing it. It makes no sense to me. I know that Dan Scavino and Brad Parscale are savvy dudes. They know social media. Why not? Again, maybe they know something I don't, but I'm really curious why they don't just have Trump go on any one of these platforms, post something bombastic, and then watch the media cry and scream. And then Parlay ends up with 50 million users overnight. Look at all the people who follow Trump on Twitter. What if he was only posting on Parlay? They'd have to follow him there, right? They wanted it. Well, I have no idea. But look, I'll tell you this. James O'Keefe likely will pull up more and more evidence all day and night. And I kind of feel bad for you, James. I do. You know why? Because you've done so much to prove these companies do this. And it's almost like everyone just claps and pats you on the back and then walks away. Nothing happens. Maybe that's just me. That's what it feels like. Anyway, I'll leave it there. Next segment's coming up tomorrow at 10 a.m. And I will see you all then.